Tapping the Keg Daily is live for Friday. It is the 8th. Hope everybody is doing well. Hope you enjoyed your first night of NFL football between the Lions and the Chiefs. We do not know who won because this is being taped early. Uh, If the Lions got lucky, I'm going to be very upset about that all. Uh, We are here to do the first of the season of betting previews. For the Green Bay Packers, as well as the Wisconsin Badgers, we'll dive into both games. We'll go over the spreads. We'll go over the over-unders. We'll make picks. Uh, we'll track those picks as the year goes on to see how we do. I I feel like I, I, we'll get into it. I, I will, uh, I'll talk about uh, an idea I guess I have that I'm thinking about on the fly. And that'll be today's show. So it's going to be a short show. Uh, don't have anything to talk about Brewers related. Uh, we'll do that on Tapping the Keg, which you've already hopefully listened to. If you haven't, uh, go back and listen to that. Uh, we'll get ready for the Yankee series there. Uh, as I, I just, you know, I, we could look over pitching matchups. We could look over value. Maybe we'll, we could talk a little bit about Brewers, Brewers betting value over the weekend against New York Yankees. Just seeing where maybe those lines will end up. Uh, but yeah, maybe maybe we'll do that at the at the very end. Who knows? Uh, this is new territory for me. I don't usually pre-tape pods. Uh, I, I do it on, in the moment on the fly. Uh, so having to pre-tape is a little little different for your boy. Uh, but I have a wedding. See my boy Mike get married today. Congratulations to him and Betsy preemptively. Uh, as Or if you listen to this post, hopefully I had a great time. Did not embarrass myself. That's always the goal at these weddings. All right. Before we get going, just a reminder, Tapping the Keg on Twitter, Tapping the Keg Sports on Instagram, as well as TikTok. You won't be following this weekend. We're going to have stuff for Badgers, Washington State. We're going to have stuff for Packers, Bears. Come hang out with us on Twitter. Uh, it's a great time. We have fun. We have a community. Um, and then we will uh, we'll have the review after the game. And either we are going to be extremely salty uh, to the haters or we are going to be in bad shape. And we're going to be in rough shape uh, at 7 p.m. on on Sunday. So I hope to uh, see you for that, and hope you guys make sure that you guys are subscribed to the podcast, Tapping the Keg on Tapping Keg Sports on Apple or Spotify or wherever else you get your podcasts. We are there for you. Uh, next week will probably be the first full week of football scheduling. Uh, it's kind of planning to do as we've done all summer. We'll have a pod on Monday, which will basically be the reaction pod from the weekend. Um, trying to get it up as soon as we can on Sunday, if possible. Um, and then we will have a pod on Tuesday, kind of like reacting to the reactions of how everyone's kind of taking in that Packers game, as well as starting to turn the page uh, for next week. And then we'll have off Wednesday. Mitch and I will get back in the booth on Thursday for tapping the keg. And then on Friday, we will have the betting preview. And that'll be pretty much the how it goes for the rest of the year. Obviously, with the Thursday night game, that'll change some schedules as well as a Monday night game in there. Uh, so, but we'll we'll be flexible. We'll figure that out. And uh, you don't have to you don't have to worry about that. Uh, we'll we'll be we'll be there for you. So uh, all good. And yeah, we're we're excited. I'm excited. And we'll get ready to get into this week's betting preview. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar, uh, we did this last year where we went over the lines. We talked about, you know, if you should bet on these teams. Um, you know, if you are someone who is a sports gambler or you're getting into it, uh, we'll try to, you know, talk about it at a little more of a basic level uh, for those who might be unfamiliar or those who might not bet, who just might want to have the conversation with their friends. Uh, or who are just curious on how line movement works. Uh, so we'll try to dumb it down as much as we can. Um, I won't be like 
holding your hand through it. I think, you know, with how gambling has been infused into our sports, I think people know kind of what over-unders are, what spreads are, and things like that. So I, I expect you guys to understand that a little bit. Um, so that's, that's kind of where we're going. And we'll look at the line and we'll then, you know, make a decision on that. And we'll make a decision on the over-under. We'll also talk about, you know, the Badger side of it. I was debating whether we should have a pick for every one. But I, I truly would have taken Buffalo plus 27 last week. If like, I don't usually bet against teams I, I like. And, you know, Wisconsin, while I, they're low on the totem pole, I couldn't see myself betting against Wisconsin. Um, so I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't advise somebody to do that. I think that's loser behavior if you bet against your football team, if you, especially if you're a fan. Like, if you're a diehard Badger fan, but you, like, are negative and you're pessimistic about that and you bet against them, like, that's just loser behavior. I fucking hate people who do that. To me, that is where you're putting gambling over your sort of alliance as a, as a sports fan. I understand that some people do it as they call it an emotional hedge and things like that. I still hate it. Like, it just... It bothers the living shit out of me. Um, to me, that's you're more of a gambler than you are a sports fan. If yeah, that's what you are, okay, like that's fine. All right, if that's how you are, cool. Uh, but I'm not. I'm a fan first, so I will never advise that. So that's where I'm like, well, I could pick every spread, but I think it's just a matter of you know, I, we can maybe do like, is it a right decision, right? And we'll we'll kind of grade those decisions. Like my decision to stay away from the Badgers minus twenty seven was the right decision. I don't think there was a quarter without a point. I didn't look at that, I didn't place that, um, but that was another thing that I had kind of mentioned as like, oh, you know, college football doesn't have a ton of props readily available for anybody. So I, I'm trying to see if there was was a quarter where we didn't have it, because that that was one that I was I recommended. I did recommend the under, that did not hit. So we are 0-1 we are on the year uh, for, for the Wisconsin Badgers. There was not a quarter without a point. Buffalo did not score in the third quarter, so led to the Badgers pulling away. But so we had the the under was looking good early on in that in that half. Even when Buffalo scored, we were at a push, and then uh, it or no, we weren't. We were at forty eight, and then it, it bounced right to fifty five when Braylon Allen scores the final touchdown, which takes it over that that total. Um, but the Badgers did not cover. So Badgers are 0-1 ATS and they are 1-0 uh, to the over. But we will start with the Green Bay Packers and we'll get into what the Green Bay Packers spread looks like here. Uh, the Packers are a one-point underdog to start the year, uh, minus 105 on the money line. So there's a lot of action on the Packers, you know, money line-wise. Uh, the Packers are not at the plus money. I think if you're a Packer better, you hope that they get to plus 100 or plus 105 if possible. The over-under is 43. So I look at this line and it, it doesn't exactly make sense to me. Um, I think this should be a pick. I actually think the Packers should be favored even on the road. I, I just don't, I don't exactly get it. I don't get why Green Bay is perceived as an underdog. Green Bay was a better football team last year. I thought that Green Bay could have beat this Chicago Bears team with Jordan Love in Chicago last year around December. So I, I, it's kind of mind-numbing to me that the Packers are one-point underdogs. I think that is a utter disrespect, but that's kind of what the sports books have been doing all year, right? The Packers over under at one point was seven. Um, I think it's seven, 7.5, I haven't checked it. Uh, to win the division, they were like plus 400 at one point. Um, I, I don't know where it is at this point, but it, it's still high. It's still really high 
for the Green Bay Packers to be successful this season. And it, it's just fucking wild to me. And I, I do think that this is going to be a major wake-up call to the sports books. And I think if the Packers win this game and the Packers do well, I think they are going to see that they need to sort of even out their, their projections. Now, I will also add, the Bears are a very public team, just like the Green Bay Packers. There's a lot of hype around the Chicago Bears, whether it's inside Chicago, Illinois, or outside Chicago, Illinois. So there, there could be that. I think I saw at one sports book that a lot of the money was actually coming in on Chicago and not Green Bay, which is surprising to me. But I do think there is a public love of Justin Fields. Also remember, Justin Fields went to Ohio State, which is a very public university. There are a lot of Ohio State people who are also Justin Fields backers who are not Packer fans or Bears fans. So that could also play into why this spread is Chicago minus one. I still don't think it makes a ton of sense. And I know we've got burned by week once, right? We've done this show, I think, for a couple of years now. Uh, and I recommended, I was like, bet the house on Packers Saints, Packers minus three in week one. And if you did bet the house, you wouldn't have a house because the Packers got absolutely worked in that game. And it was an awful game for Green Bay. And the Saints won going away and the Packers looked terrible. And, you know, it was a it was an absolute clusterfuck of a football game. And then last year, I think I, I can't I think the Packers were favored by two or three. I'd have to look back, but they get absolutely pounded by the Minnesota Vikings. So week one has not worked out for the Packers in the past. But that was with Aaron Rodgers. That was the Packers not doing a lot during preseason. They've practiced a ton during preseason. Kenny Clark seems to be confident that this defense is going to look different to start the season. I don't know if I'm buying into that, but I will at least listen to it. I'll at least understand it. I really like the Packers in this game. I, I don't I don't really see... I, I mean, I do see a way the Packers lose, but I just think they're the better football team. And when we're talking about a spread where it's one point, it really comes down to who do you think is the better football team? And I think it's the Green Bay Packers. And I realize I'm biased, but I don't think I'm alone in that. I think the Packers are going to be in a lot of best bets for people. I think those who are on the Justin Fields bandwagon are looking at a guy who was playing a lot of garbage time and was getting involved in a lot of, you know, sort of, games that were out of reach. And I, I just think the pressure on Justin Fields is so much more than Jordan Love. I think that Jordan Love is ready for this. I think he's built for this. I would be very surprised if Jordan Love is shaky in this football game. I think this is going to be a good one for the Packers. I think they come out victorious. And I think you can make some money on Green Bay this week. I also think, you know, if you are into teases, um, I think Green Bay is a perfect team to tease if they stay at one. So for those unfamiliar with teases, uh, you can basically take that plus one and bring it up to seven with six points. And that's sort of your normal tease. Bringing the Packers up to seven, bringing the Giants, who I think are like plus three and a half, plus four to ten and a half at home. Um, and I'm trying to think, oh, I bring Washington down to one. I, I don't know how I feel about Washington minus seven uh, against a very bad Arizona team, but I know, I think Washington will still win the game. So I think you could do that. I think you're, you're probably looking at a winner. Um, because even if the Packers lose, I don't think they're losing by more than a touchdown. I, I that would be again, stunning. I, I really would. I, I think if the Packers lose by more than 10 points, I, I, we're going to have to have a long conversation on, on Monday's pop. And we're going to have to really try hard not to overreact because I just, 
I don't see it. I, I, I've played this game out in my head a few different times over the summer because I'm a fucking nerd. And I just have not landed on Packers losing by, you know, it's being like 27 to 17. I just have not seen that. I've seen last second field goals. I've seen that, you know, Packers, you know, it's a close game, but the Bears come out victorious. I just have not been able to place like, oh yeah, this is this is going to go, you know, it completely sideways for the team. Uh, and maybe I should, maybe maybe that's something I should consider, but I, I think the Packers are going to be successful and win. And yeah, I am telling you, take the plus one and don't, don't even think twice about it. As for the over-under, I actually think there's value on the over. Uh, it's 43 right now. Uh, it is low to me, in my opinion. I think that this is sort of Vegas's way of protecting against, you know, the Packers offense maybe not being as good as everybody thinks it is, or the Packers, you know, just starting out and starting anew. Uh, I think that the Bears defense gets a lot of just natural respect because the Bears defense has always been good, I think, for all of our all of our time. But it really wasn't good last year. Um, I found this um, out that the Bears went over that 43 total uh, every game since week seven last year when Justin Fields was playing. I do think the Packers defense is going to be a little bit better, um, but I, I just don't know if 43 points will be enough in this game. Like I could easily see this being a 24-27 football game. Like I just said that score, I, I could easily see that being the final. Um, I don't think that this is going to be a slobber knocker, classic Bears Packers, you know, of old, right? Where it's 10 to seven and someone comes out victorious. I think these offenses have too much firepower with the ability to move down the field with Christian Watson, with Fields' ability to run the football. I just don't see not this not being somewhat of a shootout. And also too, the weather conditions are not gonna be your classic Chicago rain, wind, snow. Like this is gonna be perfect football weather. I think, yeah, there is a chance that you could see a lot of points on the board. And I think for, I actually, I don't know if I like my plus one better than the 43, but I, I do like both a lot. And I, I think that this game can easily head over that number. Um, and I, I just, I do think there's a ton of value in that because I don't trust either defense. Like I look at the Bears defense and no one really like stands out. Like I know they got Tremaine Edmonds, but I'm not high on him. Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon are not exactly good cornerbacks um, or Tyreek Stevenson. Eddie Jackson, I feel like has moments, but he's not the same Eddie Jackson that he was. Jaquan Brister is a big hitter, but I don't know if he's anything more than that. I think if you want to talk about nightmare scenarios, it's Jaquan Brister, you know, coming in late on Jordan Love and then Sean Clifford has to play. Um, that's a good way to tear up a, a over ticket. Uh, Yannick Ngakwe um, got picked up off the street. I just, I don't look at that defense and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's a premier defense. And I think a part of why I'm also on the overs because I just don't trust the Packers defense yet. I, they have all talent. I know what Kenny Clark is saying. I just can't, I can't get there physically. And I think that's part of just an overall feeling of this team. And I, I don't, I don't think any of us would, can blame, you know, you can't blame us, right? We've just seen it way too many times. We've fallen for the trick way too many times to not think that this game can't just be a, you know, a football fest of, of points. And I, I definitely can see the potential for a points of Palooza here in Chicago on 
Sunday and we're just going back and forth and back and forth and it's last team with the ball wins this football game would not surprise me. I, I and maybe I'm alone. I obviously alone on this because I, if I were making the line, I'd probably have it. If I were doing both, if I, I'd probably be like Packers minus two, and uh, bear the over under probably at forty six or forty five. That's where I would put it. Um, I think we're about two points under uh, where it should be. So that's that's kind of why I'm on both sides of this. Um, so yeah, we're we're going to lock in both. We'll see how it goes. We'll definitely check our record next week. Uh, there's no props out. Uh, there won't be out, them out on Friday uh, when we do this on Friday. The only one was anytime touchdown, or no, first first touchdown scored, uh, which I do think there's actual some value there if you are you know looking to invest in in that sort of thing. I think that you can actually you know find some good good success there in terms of betting Packers. Uh, Christian Watson's plus eight fifty. Uh, so if you think like they're going to do the bomb kind of like last year, but Watson comes down with it for a touchdown and it's very possible with the way the Bears, you know, use cover one and there will be that deep ball will be open. I think Christian Watson is going to get a deep ball at some point. Um, I, I think that's a worthwhile first any time, first touchdown overall. The other one that I, I saw that I feel like is just crazy value is Jordan Love at 27 to one. Like Jordan Love uses the legs, right? And Jordan Love can run. Uh, I just think that's absurd value if the Packers get the ball first and they're driving down the field and Love can't find anyone open in the goal line and he runs it in. Like that is, I mean, you put 10 bucks down, you're winning 270 and that's and that, that basically makes your football day, right? So something to think about uh, if you are into props and you're into first touchdown overall. I don't have any of the other ones. I will say that I, I think Love's props might be a little bit suppressed. So that might be something to look at. I think I would look at Fields turnovers too, um, if you're looking for other opportunities there. Um, but yeah, we we will hopefully you know we'll see what we have on next Friday uh, when we do this for the Atlanta game. Uh, but yeah, I, and and we'll we'll see if we can go two and zero to start the young year. It's not it never starts out good because usually I'm more confident in the Packers and they struggle week one. So hopefully this year is different than the others. Moving on to the Wisconsin Badgers, as mentioned in the open, we were zero and one. The Badgers have a very tough game at Washington State. In the Palouse, uh, the Badgers are a six and a half point favorite. The over/under is fifty-eight and a half. The Badgers are going to be a very popular team to pick against this week. They are going to be in that in terms of what the public looks at. The public is going to see, you know, the fact that the Badgers struggled a bit against Buffalo. The fact that Washington State looked like a wagon against Colorado State on the road. The fact that the Badgers lost to this team last year. Uh, the fact that Washington State's a tough place to play. The fact that Washington State might want to make a statement. It seems like the deck is stacked against the Badgers for this football game. And that could be the perfect time to take Wisconsin because you're like, all right, well, if everybody thinks this way, maybe the Badgers are actually a little bit better than this. I, I would say that you, there could be a overreaction to what Colorado State is, right? Um, Colorado State was a kind of a trendy pick, right? And But Washington State put it on them and maybe just Colorado State's defense absolutely stinks. I don't think the Badgers defense is very good, but I, I at the same point, I, I can't, be like, oh yeah, this is this is gonna go completely sideways for them because 
it, they're still a good football team. There's guys on this team like Braylon Allen, like Ches Malusi, who are some of the leaders of this football team that remember what happened against Washington State last year, and they're going to want to pay them back. And they're going to, they have tape on this team. You know, Fickle is going to do things differently. He's going to see things. Um, I have confidence that it can be different this year. Um, I don't like that spread at all, though. Um, even if I think that Washington State's trendy and Washington State's going to be a part of, you know, money line parlays for people and everything else, I, I still don't want to lay that six and a half of the Badgers. I think that is, that's not going, that's not going to be fun. That is going to be a complete sweat. I think this is going to be a close game. I think that this is going to be, you know, a, you know, slobber knocker, in my opinion. Like I, I just see this being a little bit back and forth and, you know, the Badgers pulling it out at the end. Um, that to me is, is more likely to happen than a blowout uh, from Wisconsin. The only way that it's a blowout, and we didn't really see this against Buffalo, so it would it would definitely have to change from week over week, would be if Cam Ward is careless with the football. Like Cam Ward had two fumbles, or had three fumbles. He, he lost two um, against Colorado State. And he he's a gunslinger, you know, in terms of passing the football as well. Um, so if Cam Ward is bad, like if Cam Ward, you know, overdoes it and, you know, the Badgers are able to force some turnovers, maybe that's a way where the Badgers easily cover this spread. Um, but I, I do think that a week removed from Wisconsin, Wisconsin getting more familiar with this offense, with this system, I certainly think that there is areas of opportunity for the Badgers to sort of level up from last week. I think there will be a lot of overreactions, right? And that's natural. Uh, it's week two. You're going to use week one as a proxy. I think people need to remember that this Washington State team is still bringing back a lot of grad transfers. They are bringing in a lot of transfers, trying to basically recreate what they did last year. They lost a lot. Yes, it was a, a very successful week number one for them. Yes, Wisconsin's defense, you know, struggled a bit against Buffalo. So there, there is that opportunity that's open for a guy like Cam Ward. But I just, I don't know if Washington State's at that level yet. And I, I wonder if we're putting too much stock in the fact that they beat a Colorado team by, you know, they, they, they I mean, they blew them out. They, they kicked their ass. I just, I, I wonder, remember Colorado State's win total was three and a half this year. It's not like Colorado State was supposed to be this fucking wagon in the, in the Mount West. Like, I, I think the difference there, if you're looking at Mount West versus Pac-12, like, Look at what uh, Washington did to Boise. Like, I was extremely impressed with Washington. I, not that I discounted what Washington could be this year, but I was like, oh my God, like this, this is, this is a great football team. And, and Boise's going to be good. Like Boise's going to be a Mountain West contender and they absolutely ragdoll them. And so, but I, Colorado State, you know, yes, some people think they could make a bowl game this year. Some people think they could make some noise in the Mountain West, but they're not expected to. So that's where I, I just wonder, are we are we overreacting a little bit to that? And should this, you know, the line probably is fair, but I, I wonder for those who are going to be on the Washington State side, is that a little bit of an overreaction plus taking last year into consideration and not necessarily evaluating it at a, at a like kind of a big picture level? The over-under, I... I'm going to bet the under again. Uh, that's going to be my bet here for this one. And we're going to see if we can win it. Uh, 50 and a half, just a lot. That's a lot of points for a Wisconsin football game. Uh, 
<laughs> I understand that Washington State has this system where they're up and down and they're run and gun, and I get it. But this was a like 20 to 17 game last year. Uh, I, I think the Badgers are going to try to control the clock. They're going to try to keep the, this team off the field just because Phil Longo and North Carolina had run and gun games. I don't expect this to be a shootout. I think that this will you know, be all about controlling the clock and they're going to try to wear down Washington State, especially you know, with new guys and things like that. I, I don't expect this to be a high scoring affair. I think 58 is far too high. This this line jumped, uh, the over under was 54 at the open. Now it's at 58. That's crazy to me. Um, I just, I do not see that. I, I don't get it. Um, I, I think that also with Ward's you know, turnover potential and being that he's turnover prone and Tanner Mordecai also turnover prone, you know, that could limit some of the scoring. Now you could, you could argue the inverse, right? I mean, they could turn it over in their own, own side. And then that leads to easy scores. And that's how you get a quick over. I just, when you're playing this game out in your head, are you really seeing like a 35 to 31 football game? Is that really on the table here? I just don't think so. I don't see it. I don't see both teams basically scoring 30 points. I think that's a little bit of, again, an overreaction to what we saw in Colorado State last week against the, the Cougars. So give me that under. Um, also, too, worth noting, just last part of that under. The Cougars, it was a 29 to nothing game for Washington State. The defense was pitching a shutout. And then they gave up a bunch of garbage time touchdowns with likely their reserves in as this game was on ice. So just keep that in mind. Like that game would not have went over had it not been for, you know, the garbage time at the end. So that's another thing to just keep in the back of your head when you're thinking about this spread. And and yeah, maybe it gets up to 60. I could see it. If it's already climbing, I wonder if it climbs more. Um, but yeah, I think under would be a great spot for that. All right. Uh, as for some of the other stuff, if we're just paging through and just seeing stuff that stands out to me, I, I don't have a read yet on Texas Alabama. I, I'm leaning towards Texas. I know the Alabama defense is pretty damn good. I just I, I feel like that's a lot of points for a new quarterback. It's right now at seven. Uh, I just I don't know if I see it. Uh, I do think Texas Tech at home uh, six and a half is not is not the worst thing worst thing in the world here. Um, I, I think that's going to be a trendy pick. Would not surprise me. Uh, I agree with the idea of maybe USC overs until it stops there at 70. That seems absolutely wild to me though. Uh, I actually think maybe there's some value on SMU uh, plus the 15 heading to Oklahoma. That, that seems a, a bit, bit rushed, a bit hurried. Uh, Miami being a four and a half point home dog. There's some home dogs, man. Uh, Tulane also a home dog at seven and a half. It's it's a fun weekend. Then you have Colorado, who's a three point favorite against Nebraska. Uh, everybody's going to tell you how much of a square pick it is to take Colorado and to take the Buffaloes. That said, I think uh, it was Cleveland Cleve TA on Twitter who's like nobody knows, nobody has made the adjustments. I personally think what you should do, if I, if I was advising you on this and you're like, Charlie, everybody's on Colorado. Fade the public, fade the public, fade the public. First of all, fade the public can be overrated, right? Uh, fade the public is, uh, is, such, is a favorite term that you know, gambling Twitter uses and stuff like that, right? 
But sometimes it, it really works. Uh, sometimes it's like, ah, just seen that. Everybody was on that. But it, it's like, there's also times where everyone thinks they have this pick. Like so South Alabama is a great example of that last week, right? Everybody was like South Alabama to cover money line, like the whole thing. And, they, and there were so many people on South Alabama and they got their asses kicked. So I, I do wonder, like, I understand the hype's high on Colorado. I actually think it's next week that you go in because today it's going to be square this week, but you're going to have people that are like, no, no, no. We're still taking Nebraska. Nebraska can run the football. Jeff Sims and the way Colorado can be stopped is running that football. But I think it's next week against Colorado State, team we just mentioned. Remember, they struggle against Washington State. So I think that line, if, if Colorado lays it on Nebraska and Colorado wins, let's say they win by 10, I, the hype will get even bigger. The Colorado State, I think game day will be there because um, there's not a ton of games next week. And game, the ESPN has that game in Boulder. Uh, it's in Folsom, actually. It's Folsom Field. I think it's in Boulder. They'll go to Boulder. And I think you'll have Colorado favored by like 10. I think that's when you, that's when you strike. That's, that, to me, is, is the strategy that I would deploy with Colorado. But, man, there are a ton of home dogs on the top 25. And that just inherently makes me nervous. Like Notre Dame's favored by seven and a half against NC State. I like NC State there. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, you have Baylor favored by seven and a half against, or Utah favored against Baylor. I like Utah, even though it's a clock game. Uh, that That's a early game for Utah, but man, that seems like lay it with Utah. Uh, I mentioned Old Miss. Like, yeah, there, it's, it's gonna be a fun week. It's, it's a sneaky good week of college football. Like, I definitely think this is one where you want to make sure that you're you're on your couch because um, you just have really good games all weekend. Like Friday night after you tonight, you get Illinois Kansas. That's a solid solid football game at the eleven o'clock slate. Yeah, as mentioned, you have Notre Dame, NC State. You have Utah, Baylor. Uh, you have Nebraska, Colorado. That two thirty slate is Old Miss, Tulane, uh, Texas A and M, Miami. You have Iowa, Iowa State. Uh, so you got games really all throughout the day, like all throughout the day you're taken care of. And then you have the Texas, Alabama, Wisconsin, Washington State, Oregon, Texas. And then at night you have Stanford, USC, which shouldn't be a good game, but you can watch Caleb Williams just ball out. And then for NFL spreads, Atlanta looks good at three and a half. The, the Colts being terrible in week one and the Jaguars at five. I think everybody's going to have the Jaguars, though. It worries me. I like the Browns at home, uh, plus two and a half. I think that's a very nice. They've had their Bengals number, plus Joe Burrow. I don't know how healthy he is. I have no idea what to do with the Saints-Titans. Uh, Vikings scare me at six. It looks too easy, right? Baker Mayfield has struggled on the road. Uh, there's some people who are kind of high on the Buccaneers. I'm not sure. Uh, I like the Steelers, plus two at home against the 49ers. Brock Purdy against that defense, not a fan. I, I, I said this on the pod with Murph yesterday on Wednesday, but Texans plus 10, I, I think looks really good. Uh, I think that's definitely an area of opportunity. I, I do like the Patriots plus four. Um, I, I think I'm not on Murph's opinion that the Eagles are going to be bad, but I, I just think Bill Belichick has had all year to, to look at what they did offensively. Shane Stryken's gone. I, I just wonder, is there going to be a sort of an amp up period for Philadelphia. Like, are we just assuming Philly is going to come in to New England and kick their ass? I realize Gillette has not been 
the same place it's been in the past, but no thanks. I also, I, kind of in that same vein, like I know the Giants have had their struggles against the Cowboys, but I do I do like New York in that in that matchup. Uh, Bills have been up to two and a half to the Jets. That's, that's interesting. Uh, that, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is a home dog, has, has been profitable in the past. And, you know, maybe, maybe we're riding with our old friend again uh, on Monday night. So that's kind of how I'm feeling. Uh, Brewers, Yankees, I don't have much for you. Um, obviously, we don't know the results of the Brewers game today. I'm taping this Wednesday morning, so I don't know how they performed against uh, the Pirates. I don't think there are lines out yet, but the Brewers actually don't know who they're pitching on Friday, but they face Luis Severino, who's been pretty rough this year. Definitely one the Brewers should take advantage of. And then you have Wade Miley versus Michael King, not the former Wave player. And then we don't know who the Yankees are using with Corbin Burns on Sunday. Uh, also, you could potentially, with Burns on the mound, you could lay yourself a Brewers-Packers parlay uh, if that's something you're into. I would not recommend Badgers-Packers parlay. Don't do, don't do that. That that feels like you're, you're asking for trouble. But yeah, and you'll get good value with the Packers you know, being minus 105. So you're going to get a, a big number on that. All right, that does it for our show. Enjoy all of the football here. Uh, we'll be back. Uh, hopefully I'll have the podcast up. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm aiming for like Sunday at 9, 10 o'clock. I actually will link it out um, that day. So if you guys want to listen right away, you can kind of get that and we'll instantly react. I know I say that and I'll probably not tape till 10 o'clock after the Giants and Cowboys, but you never know. Uh, maybe this year will be the one where I finally tape during Sunday night and not wait till after Sunday night's over. Uh, and, you know, now you got more noon games means that we should have earlier pods on Sunday. Obviously, part of that too, we'll have to wait for the Brewers uh, because we'll talk about that. But yeah, Monday's pod. We'll talk Packers, Bears. We'll talk Badgers, Cougars. We'll talk Brewers, Yankees. That will be the pot. And we'll enjoy it. Bring back Golden Kegs for the Packers. If you're unfamiliar with that, I'll explain then. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll do some fun stuff. Uh, we'll kind of bring in some segments and kind of think through what that looks like. And they will be big shows. Uh, those will be hour-long, maybe even longer. Um, and, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll bring guests on, too, if, they, if there's some interest. So we'll see. All right. Take care of yourself. Have a great Great Friday. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you Monday. Bye.